in this episode, I'd like to tell you my thoughts on the new book by Greg Harper called Decades, Status Quo in the 1980s. It's available from Sonic Bond Publishing. Now, it is fair to say that much text written about status quo focuses on their peak success in the 1970s. The transformation from psychedelic pop makers into denim-clad rockers who rocked the world with loud gigs, number one albums, and a string of memorable singles is a story told a thousand times. However, the post-frantic four years, and in some cases, Uh, post-Live Aid and Lancaster, are rarely given the attention they deserve. The 1980s was a somewhat strange era for status quo. What started as a continuation of what had gone before ended with a new lineup trying to evolve and fit with the trends of of an ever-changing world. The music, facts and mythology of this era divided hardcore fans, some of which weren't happy with the direction. This has meant a neglect of certain pieces of the puzzle when evaluating this era. This new book by bassist, arranger, composer and educator Greg Harper serves to highlight a decade in the band's career that can get lost in the shuffle. And believe me when I say that is a pun definitely intended and uh, there are books that cover up to 84 for example even 85 but you very rarely I think see people give the enthusiasm to in the army now up to perfect remedy because that's a little bit of a damp spot and it's where the bands start to experiment out and try and find that more mainstream audience So this book is part of the expansive Decades series of books from Sonic Bond Publishing, as I said previously. Status Quo in the 1980s features a chronological telling of the events of the decade. Each chapter follows the same pattern. Firstly, it discusses the album released in the year in question. So, for example, uh, you'd have um, Just Supposing... And it would list all the basic details, track listing, track length, the musicians playing on the record, uh, the songwriters, everything. And then there's a deep dive into the backstory with snippets from the archive and newly conducted interviews with band members to fill the gaps. These appear in the form of quotes used to further the story. So you'll have Greg talking and then suddenly they'll say Francis Rossi, Um, And then it will be a quote. So, for example, there is a passage later in the book talking about the song In Your Eyes from um, In the Army Now. And Greg's talking about it and the solo. And then Francis pops up in the form of a quote and basically said it was like a ship going down. Uh, That did make me chuckle somewhat. So Greg, I think, um, putting it into perspective, does a great job of providing context for most things and mentioning later events um, should they be relevant. So, for example, he'll talk about whether something was re-recorded for the Acoustic album or whether it was used for another purpose, uh, further putting into context just how important the foundations of this era are. Um, Many of the stories I was familiar with, but there were things that I hadn't heard. 
Um, like with the In Your Eyes thing, uh, there are some revelations from Jeff Rich in there that I was not familiar with. I knew that he'd played with Jackie Linton, but I wasn't aware, for example, that um, he'd supported Quo as part of Jackie Linton's band. I mean, that was new to me, uh, certainly. And the way in which some songs came about, uh, I think there's a passage in there about Andy Bowen and Heart on Hold from the Perfect Remedy album. And he basically says, oh, we, uh, you know, Myself and my songwriting partner got together, had a few drinks and such, and then wrote this song, put it out there. Nobody, nobody wanted it, sort of thing. So then quoted it, um, which you know I haven't heard this stuff before. We we very rarely get those deep cuts talked about. So Francis Rossi, John Coughlin, Andy Bowen, and John Rhino Edwards have done many interviews, but the appearance of Jeff Rich, as I said. Uh, who was obviously Quo's drummer between 1986 and 2000, is fascinating uh, because he just puts an entirely new perspective on some things and even confirms some stuff that I've been thinking. Uh, along with Rhino, Jeff helps to bring new colour to a period rarely tackled with such depth and enthusiasm. An issue with books that feature snippets of new interviews with band members is that not all members are still around to tell their side of the story. Rick Parfit uh, passed away in 2016 and Alan Lancaster last year in 2021. Had they been able to participate, their up-to-date insight may have fleshed out a few of the lesser touched points the author wanted to cover. Um, I did notice that certainly around the time of John Coughlin leaving, it's a little bit sketchy in places and maybe their testimony uh, would have helped to bridge that gap somewhat. But um, Greg has done a great job of trying to do that uh, anyway by... Um, doing his research and including quotes from past interviews featured in tour programs, television, magazines, and online. So Rick and Alan's point of view is still present in this book. Um, Greg also gives an objective analysis of each recorded track on the album, which, given his experience in music, uh, is extremely detailed in some cases. I mean, I've done this for the Quocast many times as a fan, but Craig com Greg comes at it from a musician's point of view. And I've heard many of the tracks tens, if not hundreds of times, and the writer pretty much nails it. I mean, there were elements that he talked about that even I hadn't noticed before. Uh, little things on the 1982 album, for example, like at the end of Un Young Pretender and, and stuff like that. And this makes it a resource for fans, I think, who want to know how a specific popular track came about or even just their favourite obscure track represented. I mean, I, for example, uh, skipped ahead to read insights on their recording of Another Shipwreck, of which there was quite a lot written. Um, Another Shipwreck, obviously, is from their album Ain't Complaining. So what do I think in conclusion? Well, in conclusion, 
as a hardcore fan of the band for over 25 years, I felt there was a nice balance of what was featured. The big, well-documented events that crop up in interviews all the time, such as Live Aid and End of the Road, are covered at a reasonable length. But the real gem here is the focus on the smaller details. There are sections throughout the book dedicated to solo projects undertaken by band members during this period, for example. Stuff on the Diesel Band and Flying Debris and Recorded Delivery, which all come into the story, which is, of course, why they should be included uh, here. Um, There are even short bursts of focus on very specific significant gigs and personal moments in the band members lives especially in the early to mid 80s when things weren't always as good as they could be Um, and I would say that this book was primarily um, intended for fans of the band like you and I but I do think it's accessible at the same time. Uh, The detail is deep in some parts, but not so deep that a non-fan couldn't pick it up. Uh, And at just over 120 pages of text, it's a relatively quick read too. I think I read it in like three days, four days, something like that. Um, So if you're a fan of uh, 80s Quo, then this will be a very fun purchase and I hope you enjoy it because I certainly did. Um, I look forward to rereading it again sometime because there were just parts in there that just never get touched upon. I'm a huge fan of those late 80s albums and I very rarely hear like any opinion on them other than, oh, it's a bit rubbish, oh, it's a bit this, it's a bit light, it's a bit whatever, it's a bit poppy. It's like, no, Greg treats it with the attention that it deserves and he treats everything pretty much equally and um, I'm hoping to get him as a a guest on the podcast once again to talk about this book at some point and one thing I did notice was that obviously because he's a he's a bass player he does go into a lot of detail about what Rhino's doing for example or what uh, Alan does in the bass run because he's a bass player and he knows his stuff um, as I found out on many occasion. So that is Status Quo in the 1980s. It's a new book by Greg Harper. Uh, It's available from Sonic Bond Publishing as part of their Decade series. You can get it on Amazon, eBay, uh, all kinds of places. Do check it out. I highly recommend it. (laughs) 